Welcome to the Risk and Repeat podcast, episode number 45. I am Rob Wright, editor of Search Security, and I'm here with my site editor, Peter Lotion. Peter, welcome. Hi, Rob. Peter, it's a Monday. We typically record at the end of the week on a Friday, but it is Monday, March 20th. It was a busy, busy week last week with all the news coming out about the Yahoo breach, one of the Yahoo breaches, and the indictments that were handed down from the U.S. Department of Justice on four individuals, two of which were Russian nationals and members of the Russian FSB, Federal Security Service, uh, which is, I guess it's not a one-to-one like comparison to the KGB. It's, I guess it's, I, I don't know if I have this right. It's sort of similar to, it's more similar to the FBI and the there's, and the SRV is more similar to the CIA, but the SRV is sort of, that's a component of the FSB. I don't know how these things work. Does it matter? It does. Okay. It, it's always better to be correct. And are, it's better to be accurate. accurate. We are in the, yeah. the truth business. We do so. want to do that. My understanding was that the FSB was descended from KGB or GRU. I think it's KGB. And then the SRV. I thought SRV was part of the FSB, which was part of the. Regardless. Okay. You, you you sound like you know more about it than I That's do. That's just because I watch Homeland, man. I, mean, <laughs> I watch, you know, I watch a lot of uh, House so you, of Cards, you know. I Policy expert. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Noted, noted television expert, uh, television critic. So. So yes, Peter. Uh, on I guess it was on Tuesday, the, the the big announcement, which I guess some people had had an inkling that something like this might be coming in the very near future. There was there was some buzz, there was some chatter. The grand jury in the Northern District of California indicted four defendants. So there was a there was a grand jury commissioned um, for this sort of in you know under. Under seal, under uh, uh, you know, under cover of of the courts, and they indicted four defendants, two officers from the FSB, another Russian national, and noted sort of hacking, hacker, cyber criminal uh, culprit who's been under the eye and, and, and under indictment, I believe, from from U.S. law enforcement before, and then there was a fourth individual, a uh, Kajik. Uh, national and Canadian resident who um, was also uh, apparently involved according to the indictments and uh, yeah these four individuals according to the DOJ are responsible for one of the Yahoo breaches that basically uh, allowed them to steal information from at least 500 million Yahoo accounts. This is the 2014 breach. And there's a couple of different breaches going on here with Yahoo. So it can be hard to, uh, I guess, keep track of everything that's going on. But Peter, when you heard the news, I know what my reaction was, but when you heard the news that this, this, this came down, what was your initial reaction to it? Yeah, once I started to, once I saw some of the details, mm-hmm. it, it, it looked and and some of the commentary that came out afterwards, because if you've got people that are that you cannot reach legally through um, 
uh, you know, treaties for extradition. Extradition. Yeah. Yeah. You can you can indict anybody. You can indict all you want, but unless they slip up and and come visit their their uncles or relatives in your country or in some other country that does extradite and you happen to know about it. Yep. Um, but otherwise, these guys are pretty much out of reach. And yeah. and wasn't one of them... One of them was arrested. So there's a, the... Um, well, one of them, the, the Canadian resident. The, yes. Uh, the Kazakh national, his name is uh, Karim Baratov. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And he was arrested. But now, wasn't there at least one of the other guys was oh, had already been arrested... By Russian by Russia. authorities yeah. and charged with treason. Right. Which so. we don't know exactly what that's for exactly, but it adds a layer to this story that is interesting. Basically, the the four the four individuals that were indicted were charged with computer hacking, economic espionage, and other criminal offenses in connection with the two uh, end quote in connection with the 2014 Yahoo breach. And so I'll read you from the announcement from the DOJ real quick. Quote, the defendants used unauthorized access to Yahoo systems to steal information from at least 500 million Yahoo accounts and then use some of that stolen account information. This is very important. That's me speaking to obtain unauthorized access to the contents of accounts at Yahoo, Google, and other webmail providers, including accounts of Russian journalists, U.S. and Russian government officials, and private sector employees of financial, transportation, and other companies. So this is, this is important. And Google, so this is obviously the Yahoo breach, but according to the documentation uh, outlined by the DOJ, Basically, what they were trying to do was once they got once these these attackers got a hold of the account credentials of the the people they were targeting, once they figured out the passwords uh, or were able to get the passwords, they 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 I it's assumed that they tried using those same passwords on other webmail uh, or, or email accounts, including Google and other places, to see what if they could get more information on these guys. Which, you know, I mean, that's sort of a common practice. Password reuse is unfortunately prevalent. So That's what I would do if yeah. I had that stuff. Yeah, so it looks like, according to the, the statements made by the DOJ and the court documents, the hackers, the, the alleged Yahoo hackers, uh, used phishing attacks to try to get somebody at Yahoo to you know, respond and then they infiltrate through that that person and then they use their access to get into Yahoo's infrastructure. Now this is where it gets really depressing, Peter. Apparently there was a lot of talk, if you remember, and we've talked about this on the podcast, there was a lot of talk about using cookies. Uh, you know, the, the, the Yahoo attackers were using um, cookies to sort of maintain uh, access to account to to email accounts that they had. Um, so instead of having to enter a password every time, they just use these cookies. And and I don't know if you remember, but at the time when that came out, we we said, oh, they're forging cookies. They're you know figuring out a way to to somehow uh, create counterfeit cookies to trick Yahoo and the, you know the Yahoo Mail system into 
thinking that they're legit users. Well, that's apparently not the case. Apparently, according to the documentation from the, from the DOJ, they were minting cookies. Minting is their word. So they were essentially cloning or creating cookies. They got into Yahoo, the attackers, and they were able to either using the tools or figuring out the methodology that the, the system that Yahoo used to create these authentication cookies, they, they were able to start doing it themselves. So it's like, it's like they broke into the US Mint, got the plates, stepped out, you know, left, and then said, we don't, we don't need to make counterfeit bills anymore because we get the real thing. That's exactly the, the image that I had as well, that, you know, forging is one thing, it's where you, where you build it on your own in parallel. Minting, they got the plates, they got the, the, the secret sauce that you need to make these cookies. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's not good. It's it, it just shows how how important it is to to protect this stuff and some of the companies are not doing it. One thing I wanted to before I forget, one one of the first things that I was thinking about when when we were started talking about Yahoo this morning was the fact that uh, CNBC uh, Reuters reported last week that Verizon was looking for a $925 million discount off the price of Yahoo. Oh, really? And, and all they got was $350 million off the price mm. after the news of the uh, these ma massive breaches broke. Yeah. So and remember, this is only one of the, the two major ones, and I think there may be even more. I mean, at the, at the time when Yahoo originally disclosed that there was an issue with, um, with cookies, that was in a, that was in a, 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 a SEC filing where they said, that, you know, the investigation's ongoing, here's some of what we found, and oh, by the way, we think that threat actors were able to use these cookies to gain continued access to these email accounts, to however many millions of email accounts um, for, for quite some time into 2016, which is, that's really bad. So, so that, an important note here, we, we've beaten up on Yahoo quite a bit for not reacting to this fast enough, not recognizing it, not passing it up, the, the, or not the executive team not rea um, uh, responding to this correctly, not sending out a password or security warning that said your password may have been uh, uh, breached or exposed you need to change your password, doing a forced, even a forced mandatory password reset. They didn't do any of this stuff. I gotta say though, even if they had done a, a, a forced password reset and, and however many millions and billions of, of, of Yahoo users changed their passwords, according to what we know now about these forged cookies, or not forged, minted cookies, they wouldn't necessarily need the, the the new password to get continued access to this to, to these accounts. They could use the minted cookies to basically trick Yahoo into thinking that this was a, a user that was previously logged in, that they were a legitimate user that had already been authenticated. The the authentication cookies, the way that they work, from what I understand in reading our story, our excellent story from. Uh, senior reporter Mike Heller. It, it's basically, there. Remember, do you remember the Pokemon incident? 
How could do you forget? I, how, how could I? How could you forget? <laughs> how long were we talking about Pokemon Go? For about a week. Yeah. But but, the, but those yeah. Though that those Google authentication tokens, like once they're out there, you can use them. Like you, you don't need a a password necessarily. You can you can use the token to trick the system. It, it, the, the system will respond to the token and think that you are a legitimate user that's already signed in. Um, it's unclear if that's if that worked in every instant or if it only worked with targeted instances where, where the attackers were going after specific individuals like Russian journalists or like it's unclear if they needed to have more information about the specific account holder or if they could just use these minted cookies and just run wild and basically, you know, log into anyone's uh, uh, Yahoo address. It, that's unclear. We don't know quite how Yahoo's authentication system and their email system work, but that's really bad. Well, so if you for if you if you grab a cookie that's on somebody's system, you can use it to trick the remote system. In some cases, but yeah. being able to mint of cookie means that you can you can initiate new sessions. But I'm not a hundred percent sure that it that a password reset would not defeat that. Well, that's the thing is that some from what I know about, and this is limited. There are some IAM systems in, that will use authentication tokens and cookies and so on and so forth where. There's a there's a big discussion right now about what to do about session management, okay, and and how do you how do you stop an open session? How do you how do you if you log in legitimately but then you change a password but your your session is still open? Mm -hmm. How do you like how do you close it? Because a lot of times IAM systems will just leave that session open until the, the user sort of manually closes it or it's closed because, you know, inactivity or whatever. But if it remains open and you haven't changed your password and it's the, the session token doesn't know that, then it's just gonna sit there and it's gonna be open. So that's been a big discussion on identity and access management. How do you sort of better, more granularly control the, the, the actual session? But according to and again, we don't know how Yahoo does this, but Peter, knowing what we know about Yahoo, MD5, how long they were using a sort of an outdated insecure algorithm, would it surprise you that they didn't have the most up-to-date, most um, detailed and crackerjack IAM system in place that, that would do that sort of thing, that would recognize when Okay, if we do a, fa a, a forced password reset, or if, a, if just a user individually resets their password, that the tokens are going to change, um, the authentication cookies are going to change. I keep saying tokens, but in this case, it's authentication cookies. It's just, it, just your your basic web browser cookies. Are you confident that that's the case? <laughs> because I'm not. <laughs> I, yeah, I can I can tell that you're not confident because you can't keep a straight face when I, I can't. Yeah, so, the listeners can't see my face right now, but, but yeah. they can hear the laughter. Yeah, they can. But no, I, yeah. Um, one thing that I've come to to not be surprised about, not be surprised about anymore, is when organizations or entities or people who should know better do things that 
they should have known better about. So I'm just, I still can't get over the fact that that Yahoo managed to, to, to only drop their price by $350 million, even after all this stuff came well, out. Peter, let me tell you something. Sure. Let me, let me please pull another little uh, gem from the, the DOJ announcement. So they're getting a lot of credit for, at least from law enforcement, Yahoo is. I'll read you a quote here from Acting Assistant Attorney General Mary McCord. Quote, we commend Yahoo and Google for their sustained and invaluable cooperation in the investigation aimed at obtaining justice for and protecting the privacy of their users. End quote. And there were other comments uh, from, from law enforcement and uh, uh, officials in this release that said, "Hey, Yahoo, you know we work closely with them and we commend them. They did it. They did. You know they they provided invaluable resources, all that stuff. And it's hard to believe because we've beaten up on them so much, and and you know rightfully, rightfully so. I mean they have they've made a series of of missteps and errors, and they did not respond to this." The way that you would have hoped, but you know, law enforcement sitting there saying, "Hey," and, and, and at least for their sort of in their their current investigation, they've gone from when when did this come out? September, the the initial Yahoo breach. It's been it's been a few months, but to go from to go from a bombshell like that um, that they started investigating back in the summer to now having at least foreign people under indictment and having some insight into how this was pulled off and what the actual damage was and how it was done. And that's, I mean, they took it seriously. And again, remember what we said about when, when, when they said, oh, we think it was a nation state attack. What did, what did I, what did I say? Now I'm, now I'm wondering, was it? Did we decide it was a nation state attack? Oh, I, I, I didn't decide it wasn't. I mean, but no, I, no, I, no. I said, I think when when we did one of our initial podcasts on this uh, subject matter, I, I think my feeling was, well, if your security was that bad, why do you why do you assume? You know, how do you know it wasn't somebody that was a four hundred pound hacker in his basement? Hey, let's but yeah, but not right, all hackers are these. But yeah, no, I. I, I thought to myself, well, it's it's going to be difficult to tell, uh, based on, I, I guess the, the 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 degree of difficulty, if it was a nation state attack. But I guess looking at how, the, you know, the lateral movements within the, within the organization and the and the, so you're not just getting the accounts, you're minting cookies and you're going after specific people, and they were able to trace that. That gives them a pretty good idea that this was a nation-state attack. So I guess I, I give them some credit. Yeah, no, I mean I was right there with you, say sneering, you know, making light of the fact that. Well, you weren't sneering. Uh, no, but I, I was, sneer. But yes. No, you, you you don't sneer. But I mean, yeah, we both sort of when we we've started to become accustomed to having to hearing people representing entities that have been hacked saying, oh, it was a nation state. It was a sophisticated nation state actor. It was an a sophisticated APT. Right. When in fact it was just a, a phishing attack, which uh, didn't we find out that this was a phishing attack as well? Yeah, they, so. that, that's, 
I think it's in from the the actual uh, indictment documents, not from the the, the uh, press statement, the the announcement. There's an indication that yes, the they were able to gain initial access into Yahoo with a phishing attack on a, a specific individual at the company, and once they got that that individual's, I guess, credentials or or you know access. They were able to, to do what they wanted once they were in there. It, it is, okay, so so Russia, FSB, that's all bad because we're in a climate right now and, you know, uh, uh, James Comey is talking about Russian influence over the election in Congress as we speak. Obviously, this is not a good look. Like, this does nothing to sort of dispel the conf- uh, controversy or the concern around Russian cyber criminals and and cyber agents, you know, the uh, nation state agents committing uh, hacks against the United States. But the thing that really concerns me is the is the idea that somebody can just go into the organization and just not just gain passwords. And again, they were encrypted with MD5. But that they can go in and start minting cookies, authentication cookies, and they can trick the system and game the system and just go waltz in and out. I want to read you because I think Jeremiah Grossman put this very well. Uh, Jeremiah Grossman, uh, he's the uh, chief of uh, uh, chief security chief of security strategy. Sorry, at Sentinel One, uh, he said, "Quote." If the intruders could mint valid session cookies, they could easily jump into the accounts of any Yahoo user and potentially employee accounts and pilfer whatever data data existed. By leveraging access to their victim's email inbox, the intruders could also conceivably perform password resets for any other systems where their Yahoo email address served as the recovery channel, allowing the hackers to access user data from a wide array of platforms." End quote. Now, the cookie thing, like I said, the session, just if it's open, waltzing in and out, that's a concern. But then everything that's tied to your email, think about that. What's your primary email address? How many, how many different accounts do you have that tied to? All of them. Most of them. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got a few tweaks myself, but yeah, a lot of stuff goes through my, my primary email account. And I... I have multi-factor authentication set up on that and very strong password on it. And so I don't worry too much. Um, I didn't, I, I'm not a Yahoo mail user. Though, right. So. But, but even, but even the, so two-factor authentication, if someone gets into my account and they try to change my password, I'll get a notification. Mm-hmm. What I'm not going to get a notification for, like on Twitter or whatever, is if someone from another system logs into my account using an authentication cookie that's been minted. And now I'm in my email and someone else is in my email. If they try to change the password, yeah, I'll get a notification. But if they're just in there using what what to the email system seems like a perfectly valid, and it is, it's a valid authentication cookie, they can do it whatever they want. They can read it, they can copy, they can start deleting if, as long as I don't catch it. 
Well, so with, at least with Gmail, when I log in from a new system, I, I do get notification in my email. Uh, yeah, that's that's, and that's I can I can deal with that as an attacker by going into the Gmail account yeah, and deleting yeah. that message. Yeah. yeah, but there there are things there are features like trusted devices. You you know Steam does this. I do this on my Steam account. Right, you know. right. Um, but but still, I mean, the, it all boils down like the 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 underpinning of the whole business of. Of security, which underpins all of the computing world, which is pretty much everything now, is all trust. You have to trust, uh, and you know, you have to trust at a distance. And often, I've been looking into getting a VPN for personal use. Mm. And the thing that strikes me over and over again is, uh, there's a lot of claims that can be made, but I can't verify any of them. Right. So if I believe you. Like if you're trustworthy enough to convince me that you're going to not keep logs, and not and so that you have nothing to turn over to law enforcement, not that I'm concerned about that, but you never know. Right. And there's law enforcement in all different kinds of countries, and you know we can. That's a whole other we'll hour and a half conversation. Yeah. About. But the the point is that if I uh, if if a bad actor can convince me that they're actually a good actor. Then they own me, and and the the same goes for for anything. If if some individual can log in as me and convince the other the system at the other end that they are me, yeah. then we're done. Yeah. So it's all a question of of how do we manage, how do we how do we trust each other, and how do we establish trust, and how do we establish identity, yeah, authentication. And I mean, these are the fundamental questions of security from, you know. Claude Shannon times. Yeah, and I well, I just I'm I'm wondering now if it's if using a system where you're just you're just relying on browser cookie like just a cookie to authenticate a user and to give them sort of unfettered access to email and who knows cloud accounts whatever I don't know I I don't I don't know how most cloud providers do this sort of thing, I would assume that they use, you know, sort of a more, I don't know, sophisticated uh, uh, or, or, or stringent security system that they relied on, you know, a, 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 a more advanced token or something. But I don't know that. And maybe it's time, maybe, maybe it's time to take a hard look at how we do. I mean, like I said, I know other organizations, other companies are looking at well, we, we've got to revamp sort of session management and session uh, authentication and, and how we manage that and regulate it. And But it may be time to, to look at how we're using cookies because if it's – and granted, it wasn't easy. You know, the, so the attackers had to get into Yahoo and, and either get the tools or the systems or, or techniques or whatever and figure out how to do what they did. I would love – to, to see how complex or not complex that really is. Because again, MD5, it's not a great look for Yahoo. Who knows really how sophisticated the, the uh, authentication uh, cookies were and, and how they were used and how, how easily they could be you know, cloned or, or minted. But man, I just, this, this concerns me because you know, and, and, and Google was mentioned in the in the announcement, like I said, 
they they were worried that people were reusing, you know, account credentials for Yahoo, and and you know, users were um, using the same passwords or whatever for Gmail. But can you imagine if 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 people got a hold of similar authentication cookies for Google, and you could go into Google Docs, Google Drive. I mean, all the enterprise accounts. Think about that. I mean, that's not just, that's not AOL, that's not Yahoo, that's something, that's that's next level. Uh, I would love to know what steps, you know, some a, a company like Google has taken to make sure that that doesn't happen. Like what layers of authentication and access management are there to prevent that from happening? Because this, this legit scares me. Obviously, you can tell the way I'm looking. I'm, I'm like all tensed up over here. That's uh, right. I, I can tell. And then there's the, you know, the worry lines and the yeah, the worry lines, the furrowed brow, and the that stuff. Yeah. The the temperature rising here in Chernobyl. The steam coming out of the, the steam's ears. not. I mean, but not quite yet. Yeah, but, it's not like but, I'm angry that that yeah. I mean, I'm I'm obviously I I think that ang- I, that I'm angry that Yahoo didn't do a better job stopping this and and acting upon it when it happened. When, you know, in 2014, good for them for conducting the investigation and working with law enforcement and getting this taken care of and, you know, giving us some clarity. But, uh, yeah, it's concerning and it's going it, to, it, I think it's a wake-up call for how we do authentication, at least in, in terms of browser cookies. Good Lord. So uh, any closing thoughts for you, Peter? Sunny optimism. It, it's a process. It's a it's an ongoing process that we're learning how to do security over decades. It's going to take a while. Same as, I mean, the 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 disaster that came to mind uh, for air 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 travel, Tenerife, nineteen seventy seven. I think it was was it two or three aircraft that all were in. Um, on the airport in the Canary Islands at the Air Tenerife uh, airport, mm. they crashed. There were 583 people killed in that. Oh, jeez. I so didn't that, know about that. Well, it was 40 years ago. Wow, yeah. Uh, before my time. Well, no, right. not, it's sadly not before my time, but well, clo- before I knew what was going on in the world. Right, basically. Yeah. So, um, and and with a, with a few very... Uh, uh, also tragic exceptions in the last 10 or 15 years since 9-11 we haven't really seen a lot of air disasters and I remember when you know Tenerife happened that was bad but there were other pretty bad disasters that were going on those years as well we were it was aircraft mass air travel was not new it wasn't brand new in 19 in the 70s but it was still relatively new sure Sure. And, you know, we're going to see disasters in computer security and probably disasters where there will be loss of life, unfortunately. But every time something like that happens, we, we get another data point and we learn how to do things a little bit better. Now, hope, hopefully companies will act on it because, uh, yeah, it's, it's... As long as it's profitable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you cynic. Oh, you, you cynic. Cynical uh, journalist. Uh, well, that, that is a great point to end on. Thank you, Peter. Uh, well, 
uh, that ends the discussion on Yahoo and the alleged Russian hackers, the indicted Russian uh, hackers and FSB agents, and the minting of cookies and the unfettered access that the attackers had to Yahoo accounts. We'll be revisiting this in the near future at some point as more data and more information comes out. And Peter, I want to thank you as always for joining me and for being the calm, cool, rational customer to uh, to my reactionary uh, and nervous Nelly over here. Uh, so thank you. Always glad to be here. You, you know it's true. You know you're the the voice of reason in this uh, this partnership. And thank you to all the readers and listeners uh, at Search Security out there. We will see you next time.